Hello everyone and welcome to Search Engine Nerds. I am your host, Brent Satoris, and today we are joined by Oleda Salis, who is an international SEO consultant and also the founder of Aranti. Um, in today's episode, we're going to talk about international SEO, uh, how to approach it, how to you know consider what you need to do with your site, and everything in between. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Aleda. Uh, great to have you on the show. Really excited to talk with you. Thank you uh, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited and happy to be here today. So one of the things I think, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, you're really kind of known as an expert for. I mean, literally, you're speaking all over the world almost every week. Uh, it seems like uh, uh, every day I see you're in a new major conference. So congrats on that. But it seems like there's a lot of topics that you really speak about. You speak about AMP a lot. You speak about, go, uh, you know, mobile first and, and the transition of, of that. There's, you know, general SEO. I mean, you talk a lot about HREF Lang. But one of the things I think you're most apt to kind of provide guidance on for people is really in the space of international SEO. It's something where as, you know, a global traveler and working across multiple countries, I think it's one of the areas that you've kind of been in the forefront of for some time now. And I think it's an area where as, you know, webmasters and companies are continuing to grow and realizing that, you know, they need to do a little bit more than just add a language page on their website is something they're starting to dive into more and more. And it's something that is probably one of the hardest areas of SEO, in my opinion, for most people to do right and to accomplish and to, uh, you know, really kind of uh, get done. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about international SEO. And uh, my first kind of starting point is everybody who's thinking to themselves that's listening right now and saying, yes, this is what I need to do. What are some of the core initial considerations that a company needs to consider when they're starting that, that, that challenge of going international with their, their SEO and their websites? I will say that is going back, back to basics with supply and demand, right? Or one thing is wanting to, diversify or expand your 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 reach um uh, but another one is uh, first is like are you actually able to do it uh, based on on your content your services your product sometimes it's very straightforward because let's say you have a blog right so your your service or your what you provide to user is, is, is content right so it's more or less straightforward because you just need to um hire uh, copywriters uh, that are natives in, in those languages, right? But in other cases, it is about providing products, physical products that you need to research and validate that it's feasible really for you to deliver them to to, to these countries and, and how you will manage uh, customs and uh, which are going to be the conditions, how you are going to process payment and and, and currency exchanges and all this type of, of additional uh, considerations, right? So, so right off the bat, you, yeah. you bring up one topic that I think is really important and has always mm -hmm. been a challenge for me in this place is you definitely yeah. want, and, and this is a major misconception people have, is that just translating your, yeah. your content is going to work and that's not always the case because how people actually say things and how people actually look for things fundamentally can change just beyond just translation right so definitely yeah. if you're going to so, go for finding somebody that can do yeah. that how do you go about do they need to be an seo 
do they need? So that, that, yeah, so that is actually like the second step. The first thing is understanding and validate, validating that you're able to to provide the, the, the product services content, that you are able to hire someone who's able to help you with that. And then another aspect is to understand, okay, um should i and uh, should, well like actually like is is there any potential for my products and services in, in international markets let's say that you are interested to target uh latin american countries right spanish-speaking countries in latin america uh but uh, then you realize that uh, most of the searches are coming from specific countries like from mexico or argentina right and we know that Spanish in Mexico is different than Spanish in Argentina, right? So it's not just uh, hiring like a Spanish-speaking person and that's it. Indeed, as you mentioned before, it's very important then as a, as a, as a next step, right? After you realize that you are able to provide uh, your content service and you, are able, you have the resources, you have the flexibility, uh, to identify if you should target whether countries or, or languages and which are the ones where there is an actual interest regarding your your what you provide regarding your product well, services how do you find stuff. how do you find that interest element out right so there's there's you know i have say a, a certain bag you know a laptop bag that i want to sell yeah. and i think well hell this is an amazing bag everyone in the world would want this bag right yeah. so how do you determine do you have do, do you need to hire a company for research or is there a way to determine how your product's going to perform in these countries yeah, I think that the most basic way to do it uh, is uh, to do a keyword research. And then, of course, if you want to do a keyword research, let's say, to access the the, the, the interest in, in the Spanish-speaking markets, then it's important that you hire someone native in, in Spanish. Then later on, for example, if you if you, you, you hire this person and you do a keyword research for uh, the different Spanish-speaking uh, countries and you identify that there's much more search volume coming from Mexico. Uh, and uh, for but the person that you have hired, for example, is not native from Mexico, but it's, it's from Spain or from another yeah. Latin country. It is always going to be better if you are able to have also additional validation from someone who's actually Mexican. So this person can actually verify and say, yeah, that is definitely the way that people that I am searching for it. And, and, and that is, this is the type of, of behavior and this is our preference and this is our seasonality. Uh, so you are able to actually validate the, the, not only the interest, but the, the whole behavior around or regarding the, the search of your particular product or service. That yeah. will be always like fundamental and, 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 and the best way to do it, to hire someone native indeed. The other thing I've kind of bumped into is understanding the difference in the value of currency. Um, uh, we went through a whole thing with one of the companies I was working with before they realized that it just wasn't profitable. Uh, they were seeing a lot of traffic searches. They were seeing a lot of queries. They were like, ooh, this country is going to be good for us. And then they realized that just based on the cost of the materials and what they could sell it for and everything else, it wasn't going to be profitable and they had to ax that. Uh, so that that was a, kind of an interesting consideration. But so so we've, we've gotten locals, we've gotten buy-in, we've done the keyword research. We understand that, hey, my product, my service, my offering – 
can perform well in this region mm -hmm. or in this country. And mm -hmm. now I'm ready to start marketing there. I'm ready to start doing yeah. the work there. So you were saying step two is really about finding the right people or what, what was, what, what's the next step uh, there? Well, I will say the first step is to, well, to verify if you're able to actually provide your products or services abroad uh, or to international markets. And then the second is to, okay, I am able to do it. Then uh, is which are the markets that I should select and I should start with uh, to do a keyword mm -hmm. research, to do a, an audience research, validation. And then of course, including here in this, in this space, I will say also competition research. Uh, because of course, let's say probably after uh, the, the, the American market, you will see that uh, maybe the, the, the UK, the British market or, or the German market uh, will have a very high search volume, but then you identify that it, also in Germany and in the UK, you have tons of competition somehow. There's they're, they're a very high level of, of competitors. And, and then at the same time, in Australia, maybe, there is also a very good search volume and a, a lot good, relatively good interest without so many competitors, without yeah. so many uh, powerful domains, powerful sites, very well ranked with tons, tons of links, Constance of content, so it would be much more easier for you to to start with that market because of language proximity on one hand, uh, and then on the other hand, maybe it's it's not even that you need to deliver all over there. That it will depend always on case to case, of course. But maybe you you have a I don't know a specific offering for that market that you can you can provide right away. So maybe because of this other particular uh, criteria, you select this this market after selecting the, the market and again you can see how how you need to take a lot into consideration right not only search volume but also competition and 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 the the the, the how, how viable it is for you to to to, to target this market is to, the best way to structure your content what, what is the best way to uh target that market if it is whether with a cctld if you're targeting a country, if, if it is whether we're a CCTLD or a subdirectory or, or a subdomain. And in general, I have to say. Uh, so you're, you're the, talking real quick, just to clarify, because that was yeah. pretty quick the way you were saying it. You're talking about making sure that you get like, you, you, whether you make a decision to get a, a localized TLD, the localized domain name that has their their specific .com or .co or .you know, .co.uk or whatever yeah, their this, particular yeah, TLD this, is. This is a very like very basic question that I get asked all the time, right? Should I should I use a CCTLD or should I use a subdirectory or a subdomain, right? And 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 the answer is again, it depends. It depends, for example, if for example you're targeting China, let's say, uh, you have the proper support, you have Chinese uh, a Chinese team, etc. You have even local presence, whatever, and you really want to develop a your prep, prep, uh, web property in, uh, for China, then you will realize that to target China, you really need to have a, a local hosting there uh, to avoid the 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 whole the, the whole wall, yeah. uh, filtering the wall issue, right? And 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 and, it, and then it will be much much better in that case already to have a CN CCTLD directly. And then for China, then it will be much more difficult for you to target it as a subdirectory because usually subdirectory will fall under your already existing GTLD, um, uh, your already existing sure, yeah. domain, and then it will be very different 
very difficult or impossible to map that specific directory to another hosting, completely different hosting and an IP, etc. Right. So in, in that particular case, yes, CCTLD. However, in other cases, for example, for European markets, uh, Western country markets, I will say, um, you can start with a CCTLD as the ideal way to specifically target individual countries. And again, as with everything in market marketing, the most personalized way that you can target an audience the best will be. However, uh, even if by default a CCTLD at .mx will be by default targeting Mexico at .es to Spain, .de by Germany, the problem is that although you give more signals from a localization perspective, um, you will need to start from scratch with this individual mm -hmm. properties uh, with zero links, very likely competing against other domains that are very likely have been there already for a while. Right. So if you are, let's say, I don't know, Apple uh, or Microsoft or a huge brand, right? Maybe this in particular is not something that you need to worry about because you have all, all the links by default, right? Spontaneous because of the huge brand you have. So if that is not a problem, links are not a problem, authority is not a problem, you can definitely use uh, individual uh, CCTLDs to completely be focused and, 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 and geolocate to each one of, of these countries. However, if you really want to advance and and inherit and leverage your already existing uh link authority uh, of your already existing domain uh, and you might want to start with subdirectories better and then register and geolocalize each one of the subdirectories to the google search console uh to target them to each individual country that you're you're focused on and then like this although it you know, it's, it's not as nice as having specific CTLDs, especially from a user experience and perspective, right? But each one of these individual subdirectories will be um, will be giving a signal uh, to Google that they are focused on these individual countries. So then you can also use search of line annotations to specify each uh, each page uh, language and, and country uh, targeting too. So, so if it's obviously ideal to have the TLD uh, localized, but if for whatever reason you're saying like you want to get a boost from your own authority and you might comp be competing, you, you'd use a subdomain. But in the situation where after analyzing everything, a company was like, all right, the best situation is for us to utilize our subdomain, right? And obviously that's a very high level SEO decision to make, right? There's a lot of factors to look at to make that determination, right? But if you make that determination, I'm going to use the subdomain. Is that what you would do for the foreseeable future or would you do that and then also try to get the TLD and start working that at the same time? Would you be looking at a plan to have uh, the, the localized TLD long term, even if you're using a subdomain short term? Yeah, what I will what I will do is to definitely start using, for example, if I want to advance right away and have results right away very quickly to start with subdirectories. And then geolocate the, the subdirectories. Then and then at the same time, I better in this like a rule of thumb, always buy your CCTLDs, even if you are going to use them right now or not, because you really want to 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 have them. You don't want anybody else to have the chance to to buy your brand uh, in, in another country, right? For sure. Um 
So it, and and in the meantime, you can three hundred one redirect your CCTLD to the specific uh, relevant subdirectory. Then once that you have been able to advance as 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 you wanted, and 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 uh, ideally, you might not even need mm, uh, to to switch or to move to a CCTLD because if you think if you see that you are ranking. Uh, well with your subdirectories, why you will move, right? If, if you are already being able to be in the first positions for Spain or for Germany or for France with a subdirectory, why you will need to move, right? Like that, that, that is a typical question also. Like a big player comes like, oh, I like that we're using subdirectories, but we want to move to CCTLD. So my question will be like, what's the goal that you're pursuing, right? Why, why do you want to do this non-trivial type of migration, right? So ideally, hopefully, you won't even need to use a CCLD to be able to target and leverage that market. If at some point, however, you need to move because, for example, you have seen that all the top-ranked domains, websites for that market are usually CCTLD and there's no way for you to outrank them. Even if you have even more local links, somehow, the fact, the fact that they're using CCLDs, that is the only thing that they're doing that you are not and they are ranking you. So I will say, okay, let's do it because it, that seems to be the one signal that is making all the difference, right? Uh, or the last thing to do to be completely geolocalized to them. But I will say that this in particular is not necessarily very common. So let's I say, in this, so it almost sounds like what you're saying is that it's not as clear cut as saying you should always have the, the local TLD. It really determines, you know, it's really determined by your path to success. And that, you know, if you have, w would you even say that companies should try to do the subdomain route first? Uh, subdirectory. Sub yeah, the subdirectory. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I will say that most of the times, I don't know, maybe uh, it's, it's difficult to say like specific. Uh, number right but i will say that uh in most cases the for most companies it will be us usually be much more straightforward to set uh international versions uh country versions in their subdirectories and 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 have lower maintenance costs uh be able to 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 do 99% of what they were will be wanting to 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 do as as with specific CCTLDs, and and they will be able to achieve as much with subdirectories with, without having all the, the extra work and all the hassle and 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 technical complexity, and 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 then you can again give as as many signals. You can you locate to the Google Search Console. You can in, specify a short line. Uh, so you will be giving a lot of signals uh, that this. Individual subdirectories are very geolocated, are targeted towards this market. So, so yes, it's, again, there's no rule of thumb. It is about validating your specific markets, your position in the market, the players in those markets, and and the best approach in each case. But yes, usually that is a very straightforward and one of the most straightforward ways to do it. Start with with subdirectories and see and see then if you can be competitive enough. Uh, localize enough, focus enough with with those, and if at some point I, I have to say though, is is uh, it will be much easier for you to test it out at the beginning like this, because again you will be able to inherit the the popularity of, of your existing GTLD like this, 
and 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 be able to check and validate the, the viability of uh, competitiveness in that market like so, that. So let's keep walking down the path. We've basically determined that we have you know product viability, service viability in a region. Uh, we've determined what specific you know specific regions we want to target. We've you know decided now for this sake of conversation that we're going to use a subdomain, right? So I'm mean, not a subdomain. I keep saying that subdirectory. Um, so to clarify, not a subdomain, subdirectory, but we're going to make a subdirectory for that region. What is the next step? Like, what are the considerations? Because it's easy to make a subdirectory, right? And to put you yeah. know content there. But how do you approach this? You know, what's the key things that you need to consider when you're starting to build out that section of your site? Oh, you need to be consistent, right? And, and, and uh, try to be consistent with your already existing URL structure in your original version, if you're a regional market, right? So for example, if you have, let's say, um, whatever.com uh, slash category slash subcategory slash product name, then you should set whatever.com slash, let's say, CA for Canada. And, uh, and, and maybe you will want to have an English version for Canada and a French version for Canada. So slash CA slash FR, for, for French Canadian and all the URLs under this slash FR should ideally, ideally follow the same uh, structural logic than your original one, but in French, right? Yep. So it will be slash category, but the name of the category should be in French, slash subcategory, the name of subcategory should be in French and so on. And like this for every single market. Why? Because like this, it will be much easier for you to implement a short line annotations uh, to map them, to map each page to their other alternate versions. Uh, and, and, and it will be more useful towards user. It will be more relevant because you will be able to include the relevant names and, 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 and of each category and subcategory in the URLs directly. So an extra, uh, factor, an extra relevance, uh, signal, uh, for these pages. Uh, so it's, it, you should try to, and hopefully you already have a very well set and optimized URL structure that you can you can use also for, for all of this, uh, these other markets. I have to say though, and this this is a, uh, something that needs to be taken into consideration. Sometimes the URL structure uh, and organization that you have for your already existing market might not necessarily be applicable uh, as it is to other markets because maybe this other, 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 the, the, the audiences in these other markets are not, let's say, searching for the same type of, of query combinations or the same type of, of, of services or products in the exact same way. Let's say one example. Uh, maybe you're a car rental company and people in, in the US will look for and will search for car rental uh, plus city name, right? But maybe somehow in Canada, People won't look for the city name as the primary factor somehow. They will look for uh, the type of car first, right? So you should take that into consideration when organizing the, your, your navigation, where, where providing uh, ways to, to the Google bot to crawl your website as well as, as to match better the preference of the local user. So, so maybe your navigation shouldn't be exactly the same. Maybe, yes, your URL structure you want you want it to be there, but the way that you make it accessible won't be exactly the same. That you design your 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 um, user experience and and 
and, and the organization of your website to better match the specific preferences there. But with uh, with the starting point, you would say try to follow the same URL structure and then make yeah. adjustments where required for the search path that those individuals may use that differs from your normal structure. Indeed. And also, I have to say, some, uh, and of course, it, uh, even if it is the same language, specific terms, right? Like, for example, um, the, the in, in, in the UK, for example, if I have a property website, a real estate website, uh, if I am providing the service uh, in the US, I will likely uh, highlight houses in some cities, right? And and uh, and instead of apartments, and and then I will call apartments apartments. But in the UK, for example, cities will be completely different again. And 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 instead of calling them apartments, very likely at least in some of them will be flats, right? So it's important to also localize the content, even if the language is the same to better match specific terms and, and queries uh, with, with, uh, that are being researched in each country. Yeah, that was one of the things uh, a, a mutual friend of ours, Eli Swartz from uh, SurveyMonkey, he did a lot with the surveys in different countries and really found out that people just talk differently. Like the translations alone just don't do justice, right? So going further you know we've determined you know that we 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 want to have this url structure you know that that's set up for the subdirectory now we're going to start you know putting the content together for the page uh how do you go about identifying those phrases i mean you know obviously there's a desire. I'm sitting here in Miami. I'm like, oh, I want to go to France. I'm going to look for some local people I might know from France or who speak French. But what if they're just not the right people? What if they've been out of the country too long? Like, or if they're not the right searcher? You know, there's always kind of a question mark for me. How do you find somebody who's the right type of knowledgeable? And how do you know whether they're actually the right choice or not? Well, I, I will say that uh, this is a common question to have, right? Especially in a new market, right? Because you are very well used to your current customer, your current audience. You already know them. You know how they, they behave, uh, how they will convert, what they will likely uh, tend to like. That is why it's important that, for example, when you do a keyword research and an audience research, you just not only like look for search volume and that's it, but that you identify and go through the, 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 the query pattern. Right, and you see which are the typical things and products that they tend to buy. Uh, you go and do a competitive analysis and see how how they are offering it, uh, what type of incentives, what type of conditions they have, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then, ideally, if you're not completely sure, if, for example, I have to say that here is why and when it is also very valuable to have local support and, and native support. So have this. To, to get this type of more soft type of validation, so preferences and, and behavior in the audience uh, and what the audience trusts or not and how they, they tend to behave. But realistically, this is something that you will need to validate for yourself. That is why usually when it is a market where we have never been into and we, where we don't have much, much um, experience, um, the best is to go with the top, the top products, top categories sure. uh, that you have identified. So you you have a sort of pilot pilot project in place, and it's uh, you, you don't necessarily need to wait for a full year to release 
through whole website version in, in this in, in this new language for this new country just to find out that people is not engaging as you thought or as you wish right and, and the preferences were different and somehow they don't trust you something like that right so it's much better to to in this case to validate fast and and and, and to enable like a, a smaller version uh, of your already existing website just to test the waters just to see how it is and and what they specifically request and like right and and also usually what i have found very uh useful is that it, especially when there is a for example if it is a tech block in a new language uh, maybe that's that's not that's important but if it is a um, a product that needs to be bought uh in that specific market uh where brand is important uh, the, the understanding of the market and relationship of the media is important. I will say that it's probably re relevant and, 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 and recommended to hire a local PR agency, boutique agency, not necessarily a huge global one, but one that has real understanding uh, uh, how the, the, the audience behave and moves and, and, and that can get you also a little bit of visibility, local visibility in local media too. Uh, to try to, to gain trust in, in, in that market and and make things to happen a little bit faster, right? Very, very for, interesting. For yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So one of the other factors with, you know, you've got your subdirectory, you've built out your content as well as you can, you've picked your core products. One of the things that, you know, would seem pretty straightforward is the href lang stuff. But what I have seen from talking with you over the years is that people mess that up consistently and even at extremely high levels of uh, of these websites that are like core fortune you know 500 companies have made huge mistakes in hreflang um so what would you say to people listening about hreflang how to approach it you know how to make sure you're doing it right etc cetera, etc cetera? yeah the, the the problem comes uh when you have many many versions right the, these when the complexity comes right uh, because on one hand, you have the the pattern, the tags that you need to, to use, whether you want to implement it in, in the HTML head or in the XML sitemap, or even in, as an HTTP header that I wouldn't do if I were you because it's much more difficult to, to validate and tricky to easily spot issues. But let's say that, for example, yeah, you have a PDF document out there or something that you need to, to, to specify. Um, so I, I, I will say that most of the problem comes when you have not because you have a, a an English and a, an Spanish version, but it comes when you have at least a dozen of different versions, and each version, of course, as it has its own URL, and you need to make sure that each URL uh, specifically um, points to their alternates uh, without any errors that you don't you don't link to redirected URLs that these, these URLs are actually indexable. Uh, that these are the original pages to refer to in each every uh, language or country version. So these were the actual complexity com comes, right? So I will say that ideally uh, you should make sure that the tags are correct, that you're following and using only the ISO country and language values that Google support. And there is a list of those uh, already there. I have created this free tool that you can use to generate your extra plan tags, whether to use in the in the in the HTML head or in the XML sitemap. So it's very straightforward for you 
to just copy paste and 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 like this you will have the patterns to use for the tags and values the, the syntax for the for, for for it and you can send it to your developers to just switch the urls in each case uh then of course a lot of the complexity comes when each different international version has a completely different type of url structure so it's very very difficult to map each other right sometimes you're using uh subdirectory sometimes you're using a, a subdomain sometimes you 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 have the category subcategory product uh url uh, uh, levels in your url sometimes you don't and you have an id so this is when the complexity comes when mapping each one of the different url versions for 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 each country and of course this can be done in a very straightforward way if you have a really good platform very consistent url structure or it can be a pain if you don't have a proper development flexibility resources and there's no way for you to 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 do this programmatically to, to your platform and you need to go page by page for example this one maybe it's even easier to generate than xml time up but then again sometimes you 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 forget and you just include a page for for a certain country or language that actually doesn't exist for that version so it will trigger an error <laughs> just because of that so again it's important to um have a clean url structure to implement this idea first in a test environment to make sure that it is correctly set most of the seo crawlers nowadays uh support and have uh, an international uh, validation functionality that will include the shuffling validation uh, and will be able to tell you if you have this very common type of errors at pointing to urls that don't exist are redirected there are no index are blocked or with the wrong uh language or, or country value or using one that doesn't exist or with a tag that is not properly uh set things like that and there's so, a yeah. there, there's a ton of issues that come as well but i want to talk about one more like for instance there's how do you you know there's there's questions out there that will probably be like how do you pass authority to these uh subdirectories and then there's going to be issues where i ran into an issue with a huge fortune company who had a whole bunch of different international sites but the way they had set them up they had not adjusted their contact forms and their lead gen forms. So they were sending everyone to the US thank you page, which was where they were tracking all their conversions for the leads from. And for years, they were like, we're not getting any conversions in any other countries because all the contact forms were coming back oh to the God. US page, <laughs> right? So there's there's a slew of issues that you, so you really want to plan each step all the way through. You want to think yeah. it through, you want to consider it. But the one other question I wanted to ask you, because we're getting short on time, but I, this is one that I think is an, an interesting one that causes a lot of problems for people is when people do IP delivery for the different uh, subjects directories right you're in yeah. china well, you right. come to my site and it redirects yeah. you to the chinese page and i have found this one of the biggest problems i had was with paypal because every time i would get in any other country for a while i would have a really hard time getting paypal to stop giving me foreign um, pages to log into, even though I was back in the U.S., um, even after clearing cash and everything. It was just really weird um, that I would have these kind of problems. But how do you, what do you say to people who want to do, you know, uh, IP direction for the, you know, in this scenario where they have subdirectories? Yeah. 
no in any scenario i will say don't do it <laughs> if you can if you can avoid it don't do it because honestly first from my user experience perspective as you mentioned before as you share i remember when i was living in brussels a few years ago and it was it was terrible because sometimes they redirected me to the french version which was okay, was okay because i I, I I spoke French, but sometimes they were redirecting me to the to the Dutch version because of the Flemish area in in uh, in um, Belgium that speaks Flemish uh, that is like Dutch, right? So, oh, oh my God, you can assume too much uh, from the user and end up taking the user where somewhere that is not necessarily as relevant and do the same also with the crawler, right? Um, Realistically, most of crawlings still right now um, happens from the US. Most of the crawlers have an, uh, a US-based IP address, right? And so if you do this, you will end up redirecting most of the crawlers to the US version. And and, and some probably some of your international versions will never be crawled because of this. Oh, right? interesting. I didn't even think of that. You don't want to mess with this uh, at all from a technical perspective, right? So, so, so you, you, so you heard it from Malaita. Just do not do the redirection, because I tell people that all the time, and nobody listens to me. So maybe they'll listen to you. <laughs> no, no, for sure, don't do the redirects. The best way, realistically, to handle this is right. First, the redirect should happen when a user comes to the wrong version, right? Like, for example, I am in Spain. You have a Spanish version targeting targeted to me, and somehow. I want to access to the US version, uh, despite having a proper version to me. This shouldn't happen in an ideal world, right? Because the, uh, if I search for your brand, uh, uh, and if you have a CCTLD or a geolocated uh, subdirectory with proper issue of lang annotation set, uh, the, the correct version to be shown in search results should be the Spanish one, right? So by default, this shouldn't, this shouldn't be a problem at all. However, if for some reason, I, I am trying to force and trying to go to the .com or to the DE or to the .co.uk, even if I am in Spain. Um, you should allow me to enter to this to this uh, international version and just warn me, telling me it with a little non-intrusive banner, maybe at the top, maybe at the bottom, uh, telling me, look, Aleda, uh, you are in the US version or you are in the UK version, however, uh, we do have a, a specifically relevant version that might be more suitable for you because it's started to Spanish users. If you want to continue browsing our website uh, through that more specific version that might be more better for you, click here. And um, you, you provide the, the user the options to the option to go there instead, right? Sure. You don't push the user. You don't automatically send the user there. So I will say that this is the best, more user-friendly and, and less... By like you will have less less chances to to mess with your crawl <laughs> like this. Yeah. So clearly, I think what you know everyone should really take away is that international you know SEO is really complicated, and um, you know it's not that you can't learn it, and it's not that you can't you know become an expert and become you know uh, accomplish the task you know effectively, but it's one of those that really does take a lot of consideration. Um, and, and a lot of steps. And so um, I'm, I, I would imagine you're definitely going to want to talk to somebody like 
Aleda. Uh, she is going to, I'll make sure I get from her the links to the tools she was referencing earlier um, and some other links to some of the guides that she mentioned she has. So uh, we can provide that in, in the recap on uh, Search Engine Journal when we post it there. Um, Aleda, where can people find you? Where can they, they you know, follow your, your work? And also, how can they like contact you if they want to talk to you more about their international SEO efforts? Yes, of course, uh, they can get in touch with me uh, through my own website, alaydasolis.com, my consultancy website, orainti.com. Also, I'm very active in, in Twitter. So if you look for me at Alayda in Twitter, I am there almost uh, all the time, interacting, sharing stuff that I have found useful uh, about SEO. So that is also a good place to to find me. Awesome. And I'll make sure we get your links in, in, in the uh, social account in the write-up as well so that everybody can find you. Aleda, I mean, this is one of those topics that I think you could talk about for hours and still barely make a dent in. But I think we did a pretty good job of, of giving a kind of an overview of some of the key things that people need to consider. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to kind of share this information, uh, especially at such a deep level. Um, thank you again for, for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity. It was a pleasure.